Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You can still claim your free audiobook when you sign up to a free one-month trial of the Audible service when you go to audible.co.uk slash footballramble. You might choose Pete's favourite audiobook, Bright Lights, Big City by Jay McEnany, or you might choose Luke's favourite audiobook, Digital Fortress by Dan Brown, or one of nearly 60,000 titles. Go and claim your free audiobook at audible.co.uk slash footballramble now. Welcome to football, ladies and gentlemen. We are indeed the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and I've got three 21st century chaps with me. Jim. Hello. Pete. Hello. And Luke. All right. How are you, gang? All right, thanks. Good. Everyone thanks having a nice asking. time? You ready for this? Up for it? Mm. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. straight in. Uh, who wants it more? <laughs> who is and who isn't? <laughs> gentlemen, tell me an occasion when a referee of your choice did something outstanding. Uh, the referee... <laughs> well, outstanding as in just like... Outstanding, it can be brilliant, it can, anything. Okay, no, okay. Something that stood out for you—a bad decision, a funny haircut, a little. Because I certainly can't think. On the pit. I certainly can't think of anything recent to reference. <laughs> no. This question's come out of the blue, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the blue half of etc. Oh, London. Yeah. I think he's insinuating. Jim, uh, w- uh, well, I'm going to go for my own very liberal interpretation of outstanding. Yes, I'm going to go for outstanding incompetence okay. uh, with Graham <laughs> <Andy> Pohl. Graham Pohl booking the same player. I think it was Simunic three times yep. in the uh, World Cup group stage game between Australia and Croatia, That's and right, uh, yeah. only eventually sending him off on the third time. He did it um, because he put one of the cards down in the wrong column, so oh, he right. put it next to another player's name. Oh. I felt mm. sort of a grown pole, actually. Yeah, but he did book a man three times in a very important game during a World Cup. He made three bad tackles. <laughs> well, I mean, that could have been awful, couldn't it? What if, you know, Australia went through? What if they Yeah, no, no, true, true, true. Yeah. Nice, fair point, Jim. It is, he speaks the truth. Uh, Pete, what have you got? I can't really see anything because I've just shown an LED light in my eye. I should have done that. Um, <laughs> 1971, the FA Cup final. Mm-hmm. Where Mr. were you watching Mr. it? <laughs> Mr. Burton Shaw, the fellow who, uh, when Arsenal won, I think 2-1, uh, he sank to his knees and uh, pumped his fists to heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was on Fantasy Football League once. Bully. It looked like a lovely, a lovely bit of work. Can you imagine? But I read up on him, and um, he got knocked out by a lot of Millwall fans once. And then in the, <laughs> That's in the, not funny. No, it no it's not. And then Jim. the next season, uh, but the Benfica fans all re- also wanted to hit him because he was um, being not very good. He went over there, presumably. Yeah. Well, and then he became, being a ref? He became the head of the Referee Association, I believe. Well, so I could hide oh. from Millwall slash Benfica fans. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd demographic. To an avoid. unlikely alliance. Yeah. Or fixture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice one, Pete. Um, Luke. I don't know his name, and I don't really know what country he's from, <laughs> but there's a, there's a referee in South America, uh, and I watched a video of this the other day. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And he gives a really poor decision. Uh, sends a player off and from nowhere a fan mm. comes on the pitch mm. in a really tight pair of shorts and nothing else uh, and <laughs> obviously going to obviously trying to give him a, give him a slap 
And uh, as he runs up, he decides to fly and kick the ref. Mm. But at exactly the same time, the referee decides to fly and kick him, and they both do a street fighter opening dual flying kick. Right. Then have a proper fight. Cancelled out the combo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a proper fight yeah. um, before the referee has to be physically pulled off the fan. Uh, and then the fan gets carted off, and uh, I think the game continues. Yeah, so, oh, South America. There's a lot of kind of um, there's, there's the um, flamboyant uh, camp referee. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like a little jog backwards. There's the um, there's the one who uh, I think I mean might have been in Russia, um, not uh, stereotyping or anything, <laughs> where he's absolutely leathered and he was being held up by his line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, re- the one there is a referee in in, uh, in Russia or Ukraine who um, was absolutely yeah. battered officiating a um, officiating a game. I got so drunk he insisted a ball a ball boy took a throw. And then just start cracking up laughing. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, also right. one, another one in South America where um, this player starts on the referee and the referee just belts him. That was in Bolivia. Um, oh, right. Because yeah. to the point where they start fighting for a bit and then they get sort of pulled apart. And after all, the player doesn't want it anymore, but the referee is determined <laughs> come on, to have it. Come on. And he ends up taking on most of the team. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine, again, play would have just continued. <laughs> I think it got to the point where the player. Put himself. <laughs> can't do that. You cannot do that. Sorry. <laughs> but it got to the point where the players sort of went, hang on. <laughs> this, this is wrong flipped reversed on us yeah. um, uh, so uh, actually there's one in Turkey as well they scored a goal like, really what, late no, in the game in? Yeah. did it bounce off him it bounced well, off him yeah. yeah that's happened a couple of times hasn't it no, but if, if, if a referee is um, if you look at the rule but a referee isn't he is like a corner flag yeah he's like a goal yeah. post if you know what I mean and so if the ball comes off the referee it, it, the play it continues yeah, that, that, course, is, yeah. that is the, the well, I also remember when because people get annoyed sometimes when they try and make a pass and the referee gets in the way but there's nothing that's the rules avoid the ref that's the only example the, um, the, there was a, wasn't there a game of Milan derby when um, Ronaldinho was playing for Milan and he got um, the referee pulled out a red card by mistake yes and Ronaldinho starts going mental and he, and he goes oh he realises it's a mistake and he's supposed to show me yellow and he oh, shows right, me yellow okay. and then Ronaldinho thinks it's the funniest thing ever won't <laughs> stop like that didn't Gaza red card when the rest when he drops yeah. 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 Oh, the yellow card and didn't he then, then get booked yeah, for that. Being there's loads of these are you going to put the points out yeah uh, well I haven't said mine yet oh yeah <laughs> um, uh, which no doubt will be the clincher <laughs> um, and I just you are oh there it is yeah I've remembered it now it was when I think I've mentioned this before uh, it's Paul Durkin Paul Skull's father uh, <laughs> he um, sent off Patrick Vieira but it was the way he did it now we'll get on to Clattenburg in a minute for using bad language or whatever it was but um, nobody messed with Paul Durkin he obviously a little guy and he ran over he, he charged over to make a decision there was obviously a foul or something and Vieira I think was a bit worried that um, he was going to he was basically saying to the referee no 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 it's alright calm down or whatever yeah. and he put his hand on, on um, one of Durkin's pecs and <laughs> stopped him from walking and Durkin just went oh just F off and whipped out a red it's <laughs> <laughs> class yeah I, also, I heard a rumour that um, I might have said this before on the show but I heard a rumour that Mike Riley was the most unpopular of all the referees amongst the players in yeah. the Premier League because yeah. apparently he used to um, when he was sent a player off he used to make them come to him and he used to go come here come here come here come here come here come here red <laughs> and then make them walk all the way off again oh, but that's, but that's... Like, a, like a twatty PE teacher yeah, yeah. Well, and, well, and, in, and that's the rub I mean, isn't it? Exactly yeah. what, they what they all are David Ellery remember when he was mic'd up and uh, I don't know where I heard it, but I, I heard it. I think it may have been um, a snippet of it played on the telly once. Yeah. And I remember that, yeah. Tony Adams was playing for Arsenal, and he just kept saying, cheat, cheat at him. He kept calling him a cheat, and, and all you could hear is all this bad language, and this, uh, the referee, and Ellery just, clear off, clear <laughs> off. <laughs> that was a game. Wasn't, wasn't that shortly after there was like a goal mouth scramble, and the goal was disallowed or something? Was well, Adams right? was in a goal mouth scramble and, and scored, and Ellery disallowed or something like that, and you, and you hear him in the background just chipping 
love all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I, I think we'll give the, the points to Pete Donaldson. Yeah, yeah. I've not had him for ages. Isn't it like if you call the referee a cheat, you're allowed to be sent off? But I anything so. else is, you know, is fine. <laughs> it seems to be in the Premier League. You never get away with. I played at a rubbish level. You never got away with saying anything to the ref. No, true. Well, let's okay. Let's go straight to Chelsea and Manchester United. Where Manchester United won three. Two, a great game, full of incident. Brilliant game. And a, and a great result for Manchester United. Great performance from Clattenburg. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, we'll come on to Clattenburg. We've got mm. to just talk about the match and we'll, we'll, we'll build up to him. Uh, David Luiz with an unfortunate own goal. He took a lot of stick, didn't he, David Luiz? Well, the, the own goal was funny, though, because it looked like Van Persie did it on purpose. Like he deliberately <laughs> ricocheted <laughs> it off him. Because it just sort of come off his arse without him realising. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's nothing to do he's about it. Brilliantly hapless old sideshow David Luiz. I don't, the thing is, though, Jim, I don't think he's that bad. I don't, I don't, he no, that no, bad. he's not bad, but he's just got this way about him when something happens. Happens, it looks really clownish. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's probably just <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, simply it doesn't, down to his hair. It doesn't shower. It pours with David Lewis. Yeah. In in, <laughs> in Simon Cooper's book, he talks about how blonde players are much more likely to be signed at trial days because they stand out a lot yeah. more. Mm. And David Lewis is exactly the same when well, it comes to defending. Because Gary Cahill, didn't they? Yeah, Gary Cahill had a chocker, an absolute mm. shocker. I defy anyone to disagree with that. He got turned inside out. For um, the Ivanovic sending off, he was right up close to Van Persie. He shouldn't have been, and he got turned so easily. Uh, so and he was out of position as well. The the, the, um, the second goal, the second United goal, he was probably at fault. Well, it was for him and, and Ivanovic. There was a lack of communication by the. Look That's of right, and he got away scot free on match of the day because mm. he, I, I think it's just because when Luis does it, it stands out more. I think Luis is a good player. But do you think also though there is that thing? Oh, he's a, a flamboyant foreign centre back. He makes mistakes, whereas whereas Cahill. Is a um, you know an Englishman? Exactly. Yeah. Do you think it's that? just air. You know, he's hey, just like the You know, it just he just looks a little bit more comical when he makes mistakes. Yeah. I mean, he hardly ever, he hardly ever rose edge it either, does he, Lewis? No. But um, yeah, it's funny because um, I didn't really give Man United a chance of winning that game. I thought Chelsea, Chelsea been in the imperious mm. form. They're really good at home, top of the league, obviously. You didn't and, see who was officiating it. Though. Well, that's true. But they had they had, they had, um, they had a lot of the first half possession, but then sort of found themselves go, going like two goals down, which was a strange. Very early on, was it yeah, yeah, really unlucky with the first goal, to be fair. And it was just sloppy with with the second one. You can't give playing like Robin Van Persie that much space. But like, did you see? Did you see Rio Ferdinand's like really cultured sort of dink uh, over the top to uh, I think it was Raphael, and then he took it on for their second. It yeah. was such a good pass. I was like, yeah. wow. And Valencia's Valencia's <laughs> yeah, he's quite he's not bad Ferdinand with that little thing. He used to do it for England a lot, didn't he? Mm. But that was just a hopeful chip. For him. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's kind of reined in. What a bit. about Valencia? He gave Ashley Cole a bit of a torrid time, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He's yeah. excellent. Booked for diving as well, Valencia, wasn't he? Was it as well? Mm. Yeah. Um, Chelsea had a great comeback though one matter with the, the free kick and then Ramirez that's um, a beautiful free kick by the way yeah, absolutely was, inch perfect very clumsy foul from Rooney on the edge mm. yeah you could see it coming it was one of those ones that was in the post well, it? Yeah. It, well, it was one of those ones where it, he didn't even react to the booking it was just so obvious what was coming <laughs> yeah um, and then Ivanovic got sent off was it a sending off I think with Ivanovic they can't really complain about that he's the last man it's clumsy it's, it's by the book isn't it I thought Young was pretty canny. Yeah, Ivanovic tried to sort of get out of the way, but couldn't, and he was clipped. But I mean, Young's been out for a while, though, hasn't he? So mm. you don't necessarily. Want to... They're unfortunate those ones because he's yeah. he's run across the you know the, it's um, an unfortunate collision. Well, four players are taught to do that, aren't they? Yeah, run across defenders in that manner. Mm. And once he goes down, once once there's contact and he goes down, but it must be a bit of a signal for the defender. Of course, he's it just is. running and they've effectively kicked the back of their the mm. legs. But, but like I tell you, like I said to you, Cahill's to blame. Cahill goes right up out of position. Right up tight to Van Persie, who drops deep, 
just in front of the defence, gets turned inside out with one touch, and all of a sudden they're all over the place. And then mm. Ivanovic is almost struggling, struggling to get back because the pass for Van Persie becomes so easy. And then he's, you know, then, then that, that's what happens. But Young, like many other forward players, would be, would have been coached to go across the defender in that way. Mm. And if it's contact, Clattenburg's got a decision to make. Mm. And he may say, well, clash of legs or, or accidental contact, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, I mean, you'll come on to this in a minute probably, but. He loves the attention, doesn't he, Clattenburg? He loves being centre of attention. You can tell the way you can tell by the way he does his hair before the game. <laughs> it's always perfectly gelled and stuff. He's, he knows he's going to be on telly. He knows he's going to be the centre of it, and so he's not going to shy away from those decisions. And it's probably what happened with the Torres decision as well. Well, he wasn't mm. the only one sent off. Ivanovic, Jim. No, it wasn't. I mean, but, okay. The, obviously, Torres didn't dive. I, I completely disagree with Ferguson when he said, "Oh, he's, he's chosen to go down there." I don't think he, that's a, a Do you foul. Not think that? No, I don't. I, thought I, was, I, thought I don't was, think it was a dive at all. But yeah, I think Torres' foul on Tom Cleverley was well, outrageous. That, that could have been a sending off in itself. It, it could well have been. Like just, it was a proper De Jong style karate kick to the chest. How is that okay? Yeah, I <laughs> thought that could have been a straight red. But I mean, Pete, did you think though that when when Torres goes through there, there is contact? For me. Torres has almost weighed it up and gone. No, I'll take the free kick. I just is, think. Is I, just that, think that, I, I, I just think a lot of the referee. Yeah, but I, but I think the whole kind of thing comes down to the way that I think uh, Neville got caught at the weekend. Yeah. It, it's clearly something's been said before. They, oh, this particular weekend, they massively clamped, clamped down. So it's it's always going to happen. If, if and, and if you're already carrying yellow, it's it's you know. I, I just, I just yeah. think you know we talked about diving before and the way it sort of regulates itself because if players dive too much, they'll never get decisions because of the media sort of narrative around it. Um, it's happened, which has happened with Suarez actually, but the the, the area is grey because it's so difficult for referees. And I don't necessarily blame Clattenburg for making those two decisions because, as you said earlier, the the the, the flying kick on Cleverly was at least a yellow. And if he's he deemed Torres like to dive, but the thing is, Torres sort of almost hesitates before yeah. going down. That's why the problem's there. I don't think Clattenburg saw the contact. No. So if he had seen the contact, mm. he may have not have given the decision. But at the same time, Torres could have had a shot. I don't know why he went down anyway. It is a strange one. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I think it was. I think that was a foul. You know. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not sure Torres did decide. But I, th- I think. I think Torres has gone through. There's the contact, and he's just for a second thought. Should I carry on? No, I'll take the foul. And and, mm. and I don't think that's necessarily wrong. But that's where Clattenburg, I think, looked and gone. Oh, he's he's gone past him, and then he's gone down, and he and he's died. The thing. The thing. I mean, the fact that we're debating this, um, and it's grey even after we've talked about it, and after seeing it for a day and a half, is. Is testament to how difficult it is for yeah, referees seeing it once. And I don't necessarily blame Clattenburg for making the wrong decisions. If you know, if we all agree that he did make the wrong decisions, um, the, the problem is though, the real issue is this, is this the way he he's appeared, and we don't know because the reports not come out yet. But the way he's appeared to have officiated the game, and and and, and he's not a stranger to really controversial stuff as well mm. in the past. So it's almost yeah. a bit worrying that he's he's almost so much wants to be the centre of attention that it could be to the detriment of the game in general. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the incidents in the past was when he, didn't he say to the Man City bench about Craig Bellamy, how do you work with this guy or something like that? Oh, isn't it like, how do you, how do you, how do you work with him all week or something Yeah, like so, so there, there is a little bit of previous there. But is there not an argument that referees get abuse from players constantly? Mm. So he's kind of within his rights to give some back at some point. Well, no, I, I don't think there's any problem if he turned around and said... You know, shut the up to one of the players. Oh, I think they do do that. Yeah, do but that. if he's called, start calling names. I mean, there's there is reports, and it is alleged and suggested, and all those other type of things that he called one matter of Spanish twat. Now, <laughs> if he has done that. 
that's piss poor. Mm. It's not only that, it's absolutely suicidal for his career. Yeah, yeah. as he'll, well. He'll be out of a job. Yeah. And you, rightly so. Because you can't have a ref name no. calling. And there's talk Especially when you're putting nationalities and stuff in. Yeah, well, that, that's where it becomes an issue. If you just call him a twat, it's fine, isn't it? It's nothing. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, you've got, you, you've, we've seen the abuse referees get. Yeah. People screaming swear words into their faces. When you've got a teen, when you're 40 years old and you've got a teenager shouting at you, you are, you will be a little bit like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's twat, it's dismissive. If it's Spanish twat, it's just like just stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, we've also got this issue that you know there's alleged uh, racial abuse of Mikel, which is which has come out. But we're not sure. Yeah, I think the veracity of it. But if that is I the think case, people might, people might just be kind of assuming that because it was it was it was Mikel involved. I, well, I, I no, no, it was, it's not. That it has been reported that it's, oh, alleged, it's, been reported it's allegedly that, yeah. um, race based. Okay. I mean, t- that seems crazy to me. Would would a re- any referee be that stupid? It seems incredibly unlikely that, given how high profile this sort of thing has been, because John Terry was at the stadium but couldn't play in the game because he's had a bad for ban for exactly this. Mm. Would would he be that stupid? It's brave of Terry to turn up though. Isn't it? Well, but everything <laughs> he does is brave, isn't it? <laughs> the point is, this is all conjecture. We don't know. It's yeah, too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chelsea have made an official complaint about Clattenburg I mean we'll see what happens it's, it's big stuff and we're going to have to see but what, what, going what back to the game the Hernandez yeah. goal was clearly, clearly yeah, obviously offside, offside but, but it was a difficult but, decision yeah, very difficult decision it he's was, coming it was back very late as well well he's, he's coming back isn't he he's I'm, it's a lot. Alignsman should see it ultimately, but the way there's so many bodies in there, mm. and one of the the defenders slides in and ends up behind yeah. him, and it, the way it's, when it's, I don't think it's a shocker. Well, it's, it's not, disappointing it's not a million miles away from Mikel Arteta's goal, which is probably off. Well, was off as well. Yeah. It's a similar similar thing. On the subject of the diving um, in the game, a friend of mine um, is a Man United supporter, and he, he's Northern um, originally, <laughs> but he lives down in Romford now, inexplicably. And he was watching the game in a pub there, and while all this was going on. Uh, there was a Chelsea fan in there um, saying oh Ashley Young's the worst diver in the country worst diver in the country and my friend who's quite dry just kept saying no man it's Tom Daly it's Tom Daly <laughs> and this guy kept going no it's Ash- Ash- Ashley Young he's like no it's, it's Tom Daly man it's definitely Tom Daly it's, it's Ashley Young but the guy got really angry it took him six or seven times to actually realise what was happening I hope it's that guy who did the old uh, in the pub we were there once that Chelsea fan job well done boys job well done but the, 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 the um, Tony Daly hasn't played football for years anyway <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like the um, the sort of um, the insinuation by the way that because these decisions went into favour of Manchester United that it's like this big conspiracy Cause, like, yeah. only a couple mm. of years ago didn't like United lose at home to Chelsea and Drogba scored an offside goal a massively offside goal and it goal. pretty much won on the title didn't it that's right yeah. so I mean it's, it's just one of those things I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed I watched, was watching it on a uh, on a less than uh, legitimate feed let's say and um, <laughs> I presume it was the same Satanta I, I presume it was the, <laughs> you managed I to pre- wire that up again <laughs> on TV digital turns out they're still doing it but no one's watching it <laughs> right? you're probably doing like, the voiceovers uh, but I think they're Probably, but yeah, I think they're probably doing the, But I think they're probably st- I think it's probably the same uh, commentating team that did uh, the Sky one where it was like boy that was lovely that was lovely about the, about the free kick I'm just oh, wondering yeah. whether it's the same one Excellent. it was a great guy the, 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 uh, the other thing is that uh, Mikel I mean it may, mainly be because I don't think Mikel's that good mm. but Rooney hassled Mikel all day and that was really really key to their early two goals actually he he, he just gave him no he drops deep he's quite good at doing that Rooney that's why it annoys me he doesn't do it for England but he doesn't he, do he is excellent time. at doing that he did yeah. that Superbly against Barcelona in the Champions League final on uh, on biscuits, mm. Mm. Um, otherwise known as biscuits. Uh, yeah, he is. Ex- yeah, why doesn't he do that for England? Yeah, it's annoying. Well, maybe he's, maybe he's specifically told not to do that because we need him up there for the attacks. Mm. Um, I think the Hodgson needs to have a look at it. Yes, uh, but a great win for United. The, the title race has been blown wide open. Uh, there's only two points now uh, between the two sides. The next game we have to go to, and there's more diving chat. Uh, Everton to Liverpool to Baines O. 
G Suarez diving celebration right in front of David Moyes. Mm. What he apparently quite that? liked it, didn't he? Yeah, he, well, yeah, he said, I, I'd do that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, he also said that, you know, um, he's going to have to be doing this to a lot of other managers because I'm not the only one who said it. He got his point in. I mean, it, it is quite funny what Suarez did, but at the same time, it's, you know, there seems to be this almost denial from him that he does dive he, and like, he's hard done by him yeah. sort of harshly treated by the media but and the referees he demonstrably is a diver there's yeah. no two ways but this about is exactly it. what Klinsman did when he first came to yeah. Yeah, true. Britain you know right? it's, yeah. just, it's just no, but I think, repeat, isn't it yeah I think but Klinsman improved though I think Klinsman but he's always pegged as a diver before he, he came was, to well, he was a diver yeah, yeah. he was a diver and um, I think when Klinsman turned up he realised the reputation so it, for, for my money Klinsman's was a more of a all right, fair enough. You've got me. Mm. And there was the celebration. Whereas Suarez was like, "Yeah, up yours," and I'm yeah. going to keep on doing well, it. You say what you like about Suarez, but he's no Tom Daly. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. There's, there's a balance. Well, he's no Tom Daly. No, there's a, there's, there's a balance to be struck when it comes to diving, as we talked about before. If you do it too much, it's completely counterproductive. If you don't do it enough, you almost become too honest, and you don't get the decisions you want to get. Unfortunately, it's a fact of the game these days. Mm. And, and everyone knows Suarez is a diver. He, he does it too much, and he's not particularly good at it. Are you either. saying Phil Neville's too late? Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Did you see Gary Neville's face in the studio? Did you see Gary Neville's face in the studio? Absolutely horrifying. Not someone <laughs> have to have a word with him. Yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, yeah. Phil <laughs> Neville getting involved. But I think Suarez does, which makes him almost like a very dislikable character, is that thing where he rakes down the back of Distan's leg and stuff like that. Yeah, and he will celebrate at the opposition fans. You know, going over to the opposition bench is classless, whatever way you look at it. It's just... It's yeah, poor. I think I think Moise's daughter said uh, I'm, I was surprised that my dad didn't just nut him. Yeah, <laughs> I I was he didn't punch him in the face. <laughs> Thing is, I imagine Moise just went mad, just hoofed yeah. him right in the face. Yeah, when he was down, I'll give you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of I kind of love Suarez for all this sort of stuff. Do like, you? you know, yeah, because it, it's just interesting. Every pantomime needs yeah, a true, villain, true, true. and football is a pantomime. Yeah. A racist. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's a brilliant <laughs> player. He's a brilliant player. Oh, he's a great player. Well, he, seems to, he seems to be finding his shooting boots and rather yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, he's got a fair few this season. I think yeah. he's, in, in terms of goals and assists, he's right up there behind Van Persie. They right need up someone up there because you know mm. first few matches they were well, completely. Barini's out for a while as well, isn't he? Yeah. So he has to. They, uh, he has to stay fit. I think um, uh, when it was, I forget. I don't know what the stats are now. I imagine they're quite amazing. But it's, it's about seven games into the Premier League season, he'd had forty shots. I think we spoke about this Blimey. at the time. It's, he's just everywhere. What about the um, the goal disallowed though? A goal disallowed yeah, as well. That should have stood. Mm. Well, I th- I think that it, it was a wrong decision to flag it for offside. Obviously, because he wasn't offside. Yeah. That's like climbing, wasn't it? Yeah, that's almost certainly what the linesman flagged for. But actually, Quartes. Did commit a foul. He did. Mm. Yeah, and so the the result was probably right, but it got the journey was taken in the wrong way. If yeah. you know what I mean. Could it could it be the case that you know as we say with Suarez when he because he dives so much he doesn't get decisions when perhaps he is actually fouled or you know you never actually believe him? Could it be that the linesman's just seeing that thinking nah. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I just put my flag up. He flagged really late as really well. Late. Late. Really late. It was almost like he completely shit himself. No, he's gone, who scored it? Who scored it? Suarez. Hmm, nah. <laughs> no, 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 not even that. It was a great comeback from Everton, though. It was a great yeah. comeback for them, but I mean, I think I should. I would, wouldn't feel uh, balanced enough if I didn't say that their fans were rubbish chucking things on the pitch. Yeah, yeah idiots. If you chuck stuff on the pitch. For whoever you support, you're yeah. an idiot. Yeah, you are a moron. You c- you don't know how to behave in public. Yeah, basically, yeah. you are an idiot. You are I'm a failure <laughs> as a human. I enjoyed uh, Rome Sterling's. Uh, I've never seen someone shank a chip before. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah I yeah, dragged yeah. it. It was really weird. How the hell did you do that? It looks it something things, wasn't it? But it was horrifically <laughs> wrong. It looks on. It looks on player style, given his age and stuff. He, he does love a meaty late challenge as well. Doesn't he? Like a, <laughs> he's a real young, sort of like enthusiastic player. Yeah. 
Zero, dear. Virile. Um, uh, <laughs> big, big scoring games to start the show with, but it wasn't the biggest scoring game in the Premier League. Reading 3, Fulham 3, an incredible finish to that match. Mm. Uh, some great goals as well. Berdino on the score sheet as well. Two in two weeks. Blimey. Yeah. Um, start the car. But uh, Reading's first was an absolute belter. <laughs> and then Brian Ruiz just... Smashed it I mean it was ridiculous Wasn't yeah, it I mean, really It was almost like The keeper went oh, What oh. It's only his third goal For Fulham isn't it He scored quite a lot Of goals for Twente um, Before he joined them I think there was An ex- really expectation third, Yeah I think there was An expectation he, he scored Quite a few more the, you, All the goals he scored Have been amazing Oh they've been great as well, yeah. as well as That they think, scoop chip Was absolutely yeah. Magnificent well, and, the, the, and the chip as well Against um, Was it Everton I think uh, Last season I think Rui's well. got an assist As well didn't he I think I mean, I don't watch Fulham too closely, but I, I mean, is he one of those players that just sort of flits in and out? Because sometimes he looks brilliant and then he just seems anonymous, right? You don't hear him do anything for a while. I think he's he's one of those players where if you need to roll your sleeves up, I know it's an awfully sort of English attitude, but he, he he's not great with that mm. kind of and thing. And they are a team that need to do that a lot. Exactly. Well, especially when yeah. you've got Berbatov in there as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but, but, but when it's going well, it's going very well. It's a very jazzy team, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like free-form jazz. Yeah, free-form football. Martin Yol was saying he doesn't know. He doesn't know who... Who his best forward line is at the moment? No, well they've got a lot of options. I mean, Petrich is, is not really starting. He's a decent player. Mm. Um, Reading have, have been a bit unlucky. I think they, they've um, but yeah. Reading had a great comeback. I mean, three two down. Berbatov just slots it in the corner with with great ease, and then and, and Reading come back and, and, and save uh, Brian McDermott's weekend, as he put it. That's what he said, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> he seems like quite a likable chap, doesn't he? I older, think so. I think so. Old old Brian McDermott. He looks a bit like Heston Blumenthal. I've, I've never. That's not regarded as a derby, is it? Reading yeah, Fulham. Reading Fulham. It's not a derby. It's but, not a local derby, certainly. No, but I'm just like thinking at like how big the country is. It yeah. should really be a derby because you think it's some of the teams that mm. that regard themselves. Yeah, being both a derby fans are both. Yeah, but no, no Fulham or Reading fan has ever lost his temper though. So it's never going to be <laughs> more than sort of that genial. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, when you've got Waitrose on one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> McDermott looks like he's a, a chef that's been brought in specially to do a Waitrose food range, doesn't he? <laughs> and Yol's there to test it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was a lovely affair down in Reading, three all great game. Uh, Man City uh, won Swansea nil, the longest match in Premier League history, I believe. Mm. There was a very long one Felt last like year it. with Arsenal, wasn't there? Van Persie scored a very late goal. And yeah. then Dirk Cow equalised. Yeah. I remember there being a very long Stoke Spurs one as well. Okay, possibly right. also last year. Two minutes, 12 minutes added on time. Mm. That's unbelievable. Temes' <laughs> finish was so good it injured Michael Vaughan. Yeah. <laughs> and Bartelli, for all his heart. thing is, everyone has a pop at Bartelli. When they, Man City scored that goal, everyone celebrated, and Bartelli was the only one checking if Vaughan was okay. Oh. He was the only one standing over him checking on him. Probably because he didn't score it. So he was, <laughs> he was not <laughs> interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim Bartelli. Yeah. But I mean, Man City is it's funny because they've not been playing that well, have they? They weren't no. that great against West Brom last week for sure, and they're only one point off the top still mm, yeah. you know, and they've been dreadful in Europe as well but they're still there and they're yeah, about. It's, it's interesting the thing in Europe because you know a lot of people say oh they need time to bet in uh, and find their feet in Europe they have been awful in that group and also it's, it's this is not a new thing for Mancini he was dogged by this at uh, Inter as yeah. well well it was strange last season's Champions League they, they had a couple of alright results and then it all went a bit funny and you thought that's the season where they'll be a little bit mm. Um, mm. rubbish just feeling their way into it yeah. exactly and then this season they'll kick on and, and get through the group but they haven't but getting but he's, comprehensively but he's about... outplayed yeah. by Ajax not just losing the yeah. game they were 
by a so-called good Ajax team. It's like give over, <laughs> but like, but also, but also like the um, like where he came out and sort of criticised Mika Richards for not being able to play in his system. Yeah, that he, yeah. And he said, "Oh, we won the charity shield like this." I was like, yeah, so. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Richards was really a victim of the the, the interviewer's question there because it, mm. it, all he did was say, "Yeah, we've not been we've not been doing it for that long." And Richards said, "Yeah, I mean, the manager tells us what to do and we do it, you know." But it's quite a new thing, so we're finding our feet with it. And he, Richards, really, he, he, there was no it's criticism so there at all. Yeah. They have played through it at the back a bit, though. The, the thing about the thing about City is, as they've had two really difficult Champions League groups, the group last year yeah. was tough. I mean, this year they've not been great. I think the only away points they've got in the Champions League was against Villarreal, who got relegated that yeah. year. Yeah. So they haven't been they haven't been super. I mean, they are going in right at the deep end because of the you know obviously they're, they're new to the Champions League, so they get a tough group. But mm. you know they, they should be. You think they would have beaten Ajax? I mean, they're out. They're basically out, yeah. and it's October. You know, it's strange with the, with the back three. I mean. Because uh, you know they were so good with the four three three last season for most of it, and I know that the four three three uh, the, the the back three has been quite fashionable in Italy, where it seems to have worked, especially for Napoli and, and at times Juventus. Yeah, has he just maybe outthought himself? I, I think Manchester's problem, main problem, is he's way too emotional. He's mm. way too heart on the sleeve. You know, if Ferguson, uh, it's just, you know, I don't want to get compared to to, to UT United or whatever, but if a player came out and did something that was considered to be almost like a recalcitrant. Would Ferguson pipe up again in the press about yeah, it? Probably yeah. not. He'd probably take it in house. Exactly. You know? And Manchester almost turned it into this non-existent tit for tat. Yeah. And I think it was a bit unfair, Richards, because he's just come off the back of a disappointing result. He's got a camera, a camera, and a microphone shoved straight in his face. And they and the, and the questions were very pointed, weren't they? Very leading. Mm. And he sort of maybe said a couple of things he shouldn't do. But th- this is the thing, and and the, and the press will moan about not getting access to these players, but they completely twist up everything the players say mm, yeah. and turn it into a narrative that maybe doesn't even exist. But at the same time, as I said at the top of this point, Mancini is far too emotional. It's probably just, it's probably just nice to have a question thrown at a player that doesn't concern another team, like John Terry. You know, yeah. that is, it's mm. nice to have an actual tactical question. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, you know. Yeah, what are the press playing at? Um, uh, Arsenal beat QPR one 0 Wilshire was back. Good to see him on mm. there. Uh, Arte- got stuck in as well, as well yeah. which is mm. good to see. And Arteta scored a, a controversial one. Uh, well, an offside one, really. Yeah, would it be, was would be better. And Beer was sent off for QPR. Um, I mean, whether he made a lot of contact, a little bit of contact with Vermaelen is neither here nor there because he tried to boot him. It was an interesting decision to, you know, or reaction to winning a free kick, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the linesman as well. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it now, ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I say it, it, it doesn't matter whether he made a lot of contact or a little bit of contact, if you swing a punch at someone and you don't connect, it's a sending off. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was a kick and a big old it's, one at that. Funny because um, I mean, a lot of people's introduction to Mbia would be when he signed for QPR. Yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously converted to a centre back. But he was a ten million pound signing from Marseille. Mm, it cost was, a lot yeah. of money. But well, it's come from a Champions League club, you know. And making decisions like that in games where I mean, obviously it was only an offside goal that secured Arsenal the points. QPR could have seen that out. Yeah. Arsenal haven't been in great form. They, yeah. It's so frustrating it's for Mark a, Hughes. It's a platform to build on. You know, they've not won yeah. a game in the Premier League yet. Mm. You know, if, if they can get a draw away at Arsenal, it's a decent result. Right, you know, the next best thing. Yeah. He's a bit of a funny character. I mean, he was talking to um, the keep in France uh, recently of his move to QPR, and he said the manager knew my name and had seen me in Champions League, but didn't really know whether I was any good or not. <laughs> and then he said, "I thought they were a Scottish club." Yeah, that's um, incredible. And then he said, "Well, Marseille needed the money, so I thought, well, why not go if it's good for Marseille." And it's good for me, but I would have never have thought of coming here. 
He's never going to be a cult hero down yeah. there, is he? He's quite about how like, he hates the training as well. well he he said something like, um, there's only uh, playing and very little tactics. We don't really train in the week. We have rest days, but we um, haven't the right to mess up on match days. Well, you've abused you that, done, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, it's, well, yeah. it's interesting if they are actually just having kickabouts uh, for training. Because, I mean, Hughes is... This is... B- bad for Hughes I mean if he loses this job where's, where's he going next his reputation is, is surely in tatters I think I'm not sure if we've touched about this on the show but I've definitely talked to you guys about it in the past it's almost like QPR knew what they had to do last season when yeah. Hughes came in yeah. set them up make them tough to beat try and nick a result and they did that and now they've signed these new players and they've I mean, what are their what are their sort of uh, objectives? Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. trying to get in the top half. Is Hughes charged with um, blending all these different new players into the team, all that sort of stuff? I thought Keeper did okay against him. It's worth pointing out, yeah. Mackie nearly scored a great goal. He did. What a weaving run that oh, was! Yeah. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. He, uh, he, the finish was almost like really average compared to what he'd done before. Yeah. Yeah. It was right at the keeper. Which was a bit it? nosebleed, wasn't it? It's like, yeah. I'll just whack it now for a striker though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't really be getting a nosebleed in front of goal. Yeah, a bit of a shame. Uh, just before we go to the SPL, I'm just worth um, mentioning in League Two there were 14. Clean sheets in 12 league games on the weekend in League Two. Six nil nils, three, uh, sorry, six one nils rather, and three uh, nil nils. Uh, Gillingham were one of the winners there. Five points top. Uh, excitement. Five, yeah, absolutely. They, uh, Gillingham was going uh, great guns. 11 of their f- uh, opening 15 games they've won and lost two, so uh, well done to them. Little Mench, I thought, was worthy. Um, the Egadavas effect doesn't set in at Barnet. They're, they're still absolutely rock bottom. Yeah, well, and it, isn't, it, isn't the fact that they've escaped, escaped from. Relegation the last other season, the last three seasons. Yeah. Dear oh dear. Well, maybe Davids will make sure this Davids effect. Get in there. Well, come yeah. on. He's upholding tradition, if nothing more. <laughs> That's true. Or yeah. At least on course. He's got a lot of respect so. for the game, Jim. He has got a lot of respect for the game. <laughs> he doesn't really have to start working for another good few months yet. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That tradition. Uh, let's go to the SPL where Kilmarnock um, got a fantastic result against Celtic at Celtic Park. They won 2 0. Their first win um, there since 1955. Unbelievable scenes. Um, and, so, and, and that's blown the title race wide open. You yeah. know, for a minute I thought Celtic might just get away. <laughs> but that's the SPL for you. You yeah. can't take your eyes off it. Yeah. Um, Hibbs were the great winners as well. They're only two points behind Celtic, along with St. Johnson and Craig Brown's Aberdeen. I was, um, as I often do on a, on a Sunday evening, looking at Craig Brown's um, Wikipedia page. Yeah. And it, it was. There was nobody in the house. And, you, know, you can set your watch by that. And it was doing that every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just see if anything's changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it has. When you um, said you were going to church, I thought you were in an actual church. <laughs> it's Craig Brown, your minister. That, that's, that sucks me up for worship. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was awarded the CV. This is a couple of things uh, in the um, opening blurb on, on um, Craig Brown's uh, CV. Uh, CV? <laughs> <laughs> CV? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, he's awarded the CB in 1999. Oh, yeah, I didn't really know that. His brother um, is commentator Jock Brown. Um, he is widely regarded as one of the Scottish game's young and up-and-coming prospects, according to Wikipedia. Wow. He's, isn't he over 70? <laughs> Someone's got in there. He's the only player in football in older than Carney. Don't def- that should be um, that's heresy yeah. as far as I can say dear idiot right now we've got that out of the way we can go abroad uh, let's go to La Liga Barcelona won by loads of goals again uh, Messi was amongst them and he got his 300th career goal uh, he's now got 182 in La Liga and is joint 10th in the all-time uh, top goal scorers list I, I saw that much Casado looked just knackered when he got <laughs> the acceleration of Messi oh June speaking crazy. of goals scored and not scored haven't you got a little uh, a, a mea culpa from last week Mark I do yeah talking of um, a big career goal I made a big error last week ladies and gentlemen I do apologise of course it wasn't Neymar's 200th uh, goal for, for Santos it was 200th, 200th appearance it's the last time I asked Pele to do my research for me <laughs> um, well, we didn't pick you up on it to be fair so it was 
our fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Um, but I assure you, uh, Messi has scored his 300th career goal. And I assure you, I never listen to a word you say, Mark. <laughs> so don't worry about it. See, um, Martin Montoya uh, got... Um, I think he... He got accused by a taxi driver of stealing um, his wallet. What's <laughs> 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 a player? <laughs> oh, he just left his wallet unattended. I left that. Yeah, See yeah. ya. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Uh, Barca weren't the only team to win 5-0 on the weekend. Real Madrid did, of course. Mm. Turn up in the standard. standard stuff. Yeah. Atletico and Madrid, they're still in there. Yeah, yeah Falcao scored another amazing goal. That'll happen. It's what yeah. a finish, though. Just swept in. Yeah. Uh, the, the ball to him was even better, though. Outside of the left, I think it was. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I quite like that, actually. That um, the league is certainly for the moment. There's there's three inevitables now on the weekend. Mm. Barcelona have won by loads. Real Madrid have won by loads. Well, Falcao's count. Well, do you think there's a chance that Falcao could go in January though? He's definitely going to go in there at some point. I, I, th- th- I don't think he'll go in January. No, I think he'll go in the summer. They always lose big big name strikers. Atletico, don't they? Yeah, of course they, they do. But they replace them well though, don't they? We were talking about the other day. forwards in the mm. last um, you know handful of years, haven't they? He's not going to win the Ballon d'Or there. That's mm. what <laughs> Another side of some good forwards are Valencia, but they're trying to concentrate on the back at the moment, according to some sources, Valencian sources. They've claimed that they've been offered a chance to sign John Terry by an agent. Um, uh, uh, Spanish agent uh, Francois Gallardo reckons he's been involved with the deal and said, Terry has problems. They are insulting him and he's not taking it anymore. Poor old John. Um, And he's asked to leave. It's real. It's a brave decision. (laughs) This has been going on for 15 days and two meetings have already taken place. I think he'll accept. He's an agent of lies, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah, he is. What he's done is he's walked around Spain, (laughs) looked at all the British people who've come on holiday, think, oh, these remind me a lot of John Terry. He'll fit right in here. (laughs) 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 Let's get myself in the newspaper. He says he's like, but he's like, he was the one who did that Drogba thing, didn't he? Like, um, last year. He says he's like FIFA accredited, even like FIFA don't accredit agents. It's like, it's just a really, he's just a chance of it. He's like us just ringing up like um, Top Spot and we could do that. (laughs) 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 We we have done that. (laughs) I do like it though, how he's, He's made it out that um, it's the English public who are giving Terry a bad time. They're insulting him, and he's not taking it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I like, but I like, I like. This yes, is a they re- are Valencia him. is a refuge for you. John. If you look, if you look at Valencia's um, fixtures, though, January the twentieth, Real, and then February the third, Barca. I'm all right, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll stay at Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I have it in my contract that I won't play those games? <laughs> well, is this guy not? I mean, because he's. Obviously, you have to pass a FIFA uh, exam to be an agent. He's not even an agent. He's like, he's, he's a joke. He's a joke. <laughs> like, he's, he's been proved you to be a complete not a joke. You don't have to pass a, a FIFA test to speak to the press. No. He's a man who just rings up radio yeah. stations and you, just tells lies. Anyone certain that test is just a Rorschach test and it's mm. just a picture of a euro. Yeah. It's just all <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Jump's gutted. He's, 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 <laughs> this is my niche. Yeah. If Shino Artra can, can uh, own a football club, this guy can talk to the press. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, let's go to the Bundesliga. We're buying. We talked about them and their incredible start um, to the season. Oh, yeah, they got beaten in their own backyard. They got beaten by Bayer Leverkusen. And uh, I. Uh, what, possibly my favourite name in football scored the winning goal Sidney Sam Sidney yeah. Sam <laughs> FBI agent Sidney Sam do you think I think he's more like he would sort of sit in a saloon in the Wild West yeah, well uh, Sidney Sam needed the, uh, to get a winning goal there yeah. <laughs> didn't he Sidney Sam takes care of business but he deflected it in off um, both things face though didn't he it yeah. was an interesting tactic Sidney Sam worked out the angle <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's their first victory at Bayern since the wall came down Wow! Wowzers! And, uh, Since yeah. David Hasselhoff, you see, you see, you see Robin at the start in like um, sat on the bench, and they all had um, like blankets over their knees, like all people. Oh, they often do that though. <laughs> um, some of, the, look, some of like the foreigners. <laughs> but you've got a great way of like a, a sort of a dramatic narrative there. If you, if, you, 
if you said to me that's the first time I've won in Bayern Munich since 1989 I'd have been like alright and you since the war came down <laughs> <laughs> I was like maybe sort of sit up in my seat yeah. alright since Luke last washed his trousers oh, got boom. him back nice Bash. one Pete. not even wearing any trousers so. <laughs> have that there was an amazing moment at the end of the game where Manuel Neuer came forward and he was actually involved in one of the attacks I think he got the ball I think he did one of the players like a little shimmy and then spread it out <laughs> wide well this is amazing yeah. this is absolutely class um, so yeah Bayern uh, lost and uh, Schalke won they've closed the gap to four points did Stuttgart you hear when um, Schalke came to the Emirates and beat Arsenal the fans were chanting who the fuck is Arsenal London <laughs> indeed well nice. if they were yeah if they were confused then while they're there it's best to ask but Arsenal London is just like us saying people here say into, into, into Milan, Milan yeah. yes so yeah, yeah that is very true uh, Eintracht Frankfurt lost they failed to, to close the gap which is a bit of a shame yeah but Eintracht Frankfurt aren't really expected to maintain a sort of but no, it's a shame though isn't it it's a shame I think they're going to they're going to sort of fall, fall away, away fairly, fairly swiftly you know well, you never know you never know a man who isn't falling away very soon is Emil Heskey that's mm. right we're down under people it's yeah. Australia he's been scoring yet more more goals this time <laughs> in front of Hesky Cam. Um, this was where the uh, the people of Australia um, could press the red button and you could track Bigger Meals' movements. I wanted it to be movement. a camera on his head. Yeah, <laughs> is that why he's so slow? Apparently, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit hot and lumbering. Yeah. Well, battery, but, but he's found his level. I mean, you know, at the age of whatever he is, uh, Newcastle Jets they beat the, the Melbourne Victory. Ironic, um, the big <laughs> man just, getting it was, both. It was Two a smart his second. I think was uh, a smart over the head. I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't volley. that good. He sliced it into the corner. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. Hey, near you're talking goal. about you're talking hey. about Emil Heskey in his mid to late thirties, whatever he is. Yeah, scoring um, an overhead kick. Yeah, but he's the only player where like a PR, you know, it was supposed to be like a big PR of having like a camera following him around mm. for the whole match and he yeah. didn't is a disappoint bit, is a bit embarrassing he's the victim of his own club's PR but it's player like, camera so, isn't it it's, it's, no, it's, it's not P- just I, them because they did it for Del Piero as well yeah, it's I like the player cam on Sky I genuinely don't think they've got that narrative that we have over here about Heskey I just think they no. think a Premier League player yeah. in no, Australia no, no, did you see no, Del Piero's penalty I look at this situation with Heskey and I look at the sporting rivalry we have with Australia they are taking the piss out of us and he's just fallen for it and he's got a big confidence no, he's it. taking the piss out of them because he's top scorer in the A League. Mm. Did you see? Yeah, uh, so, did you see Dalbero's penalty? One well, he, just, he did little, he did little <laughs> baby, baby steps, and then he just kind of dribbled it into the corner <laughs> off the post. Who scores penalties at the base of the post? Yeah. It was embarrassing. His, his, <laughs> it was his 800th um, game as well, and he wow. scored in it. Is that right? There you go, yeah. Beautiful. You sure about that one? Oh, come on now. <laughs> it was my era. Did you say 800th goal? Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> 800th appearance. 800th hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right then. Um, I think it's time for a little chat about the African Cup of Nations just before we go to Pete's game. Um, the tournament kicks off on January the 19th, runs to February the 10th in South Africa, and the groups have been drawn. The oh, Afri- I love the African Cup of Nations. The African Cup of Nations is Pete's game. All right. So <laughs> now Cape Verde are in there. Cape Verde, Mr. Donaldson. Um, you taught this well. Uh, they're in Group A. Tough group. They've got South Africa. Angola and Morocco not an easy one Morocco um, are beating away at Mozambique so you know watch out then they're beating 4-0 <laughs> yeah that, they're, they're there Peter they well, must the have thing won. about Cape Verde is we touched about them quali- on them qualifying a while back if they had kept the players that they don't, they, they hadn't lost you know, they didn't lose the players because Nani's from Cape Verde oh, so they right. could have had him um, I'll tell you who else Why, is from you say they could have had him well, I think what's happened is because when we talked about them qualifying, I did a little bit of reading around it, and there's been a concerted effort in Cape Verde to, 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 to try and keep the players that not go off and play for Portugal. Because mm. uh, Gelson Fernandes and Manuel Fernandes are also both Cape Verdean. Okay. And Henrik Larsson's half cut. Who is he? Cape wow. Verdean. Yeah, his dad's from Cape Verde. 
I mean, realistically, still do a job. Yeah, realistically, he's not going to play with Cape Verde, but, yeah. I, but you understand well, no, what but I mean. if they can get a bit of a culture of success going, then mm. maybe in future they, you know, these exactly. players will turn up. To be it. fair, when I was there, they have their own um, money, but they still insist on being paid in American dollars, which is just mental. Mm. So, you know. Well, they're, not that dis- they're not that organised, that's all yeah, I'm saying. Well, well, that's quite common, number. though. Yeah, Ecuador have No. No. Pete, don't you insist on being paid in American dollars? No, I get it. Not ingots. Like ingots. You've got actually, you do Gold flakes. You are part of a medieval bartering system, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sheep and stuff. Yeah. Group D is the tastiest one for me. Ivory Coast, Tunisia, Algeria, and Togo is Group D in the African Cup of Nations. And now it's time for this before Pete's game. Good news, Ramblers. We have a betting partner. And our betting partner, William Hill, are offering to match any sporting bet from £10 to £25 when you, a listener to the Football Ramble, open a new William Hill sports account. Go to thefootballramble.com slash William Hill to find out more and claim your free bet now. I enjoyed this. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you ready for Pete's game? Pete's big old game. I'm I'm just finding me clothes. (laughs) Find me clothes. Yes. That's why we have jingles, so to give us time to get stuff together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To shuffle. Just give Pete enough time to go to the shop. And <laughs> get me, get me near. Try the sheep for a maiden. <laughs> right. Are you ready for this game? Yes. yes. Right. The game in question, I found the name of it. He's is loving this, isn't he? Robot Bobby Moore's Robot Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get emails every week suggesting titles, lads and lasses. Thank you very much, but I've got a whole list of them. I've got at least until next season, which, you know, I think patience will have run out by then. (laughs) Something other people do is email us with with players you could pick. Oh, do they? they? Okay, right. They stopped doing that to me. They stopped doing that to me. There you go. Uh, I started my career at AC Monza. AC Monza. So I think we know which country we're talking about. Italian. It's Italian. Stop. Pierluigi Casiraghi. It's Pierluigi Casiraghi. <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. Oh wow. Goodness, I'm actually quite... Casiraghi-esque. Yeah. That, that was an absolute guess, right? Yeah, of course it was. Jesus. Do you want the rest of the queue? Clues? Yeah, in a way, I've ruined the game. We've got oh. three minutes to fill now. <laughs> oh, my God. I just picked the first goals Italian the... player out of, I could think of out of the air. Wow. 41 goals in a five-year spell at Lazio. Of course, the great thing about this is there'll still be loads of listeners who got it before you. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the emails every week. Career, yeah, yeah. career ended by fellows, uh, fellow nineties legends Shaq Hislop. Um, <laughs> what? Nineties <laughs> legend Shaq Hislop, as, as bestowed by you. You think he's a nineties legend? Yeah, that's reasonable. He's a red. Yeah. He's a Reading and Newcastle legend. Yeah, yeah. Leave off Shaq. Yeah. All right, sorry. Well, we might well just do an wow. email. Well, that, was that just the three clues? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no point in the rest of them, is there? Yeah, well, done, Jim. Well, done, Jim. Bloody hell! God. Thanks. One Bloody competitive hell. goal for Chelsea. John made an email. Go on then, if you want. <laughs> okay. Well, that's right. Jim's already had enough glory. Yeah. Now I've ruined the game by, yeah. by winning it. Well done, Jim. Uh, Go on then. Get rid of the email. Bloody hell. Hello, chaps. Oh, hello. In 1998, I was on a family holiday to Disneyland where meals in the hotel restaurant were frequently interrupted by the arrival of Mickey himself, at which point protocol dictated that excited children and tortured parents alike were required to spin their napkins above their heads <laughs> while the music from the Mickey Mouse Club greeted its namesake's entrance. <laughs> uh, one night, however, stood out from the rest as Mickey revealed with great excitement that he had a very special guest. A collective hush fell across the predominantly American clientele as we waited to he- hear who the celebrity was. 
Hollywood actor, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe one of Mickey Mouse's club's more successful alumni. Finally, Mickey broke the silence with his familiar shrill tones. He's a soccer player from London, England, who plays for Crystal Palace. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's Simon Roger. <laughs> <laughs> what a yes. treat. The special guest Mickey oh, had promised man. us turned out to be Crystal Palace's blonde, becurtained defensive midfielder, Simon Roger, oh, who man. walked out apologetically to a sea of confused and disappointed faces. <laughs> Luckily for him, Disneyland is and was a happy and forgiving place, so after a few agonising seconds of stunned silence, he was allowed to return to his table to an ecstasy of napkins spinning in the air. <laughs> All the best, Will. That's from Will, yeah. Thanks for that, Will. Brilliant. Good making an impression. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I too have been to Disneyland. Have you? Yeah, but I've not spun a napkin. That was a rumour. Later disproved. Woof. Right, now it's time for a profile. <sighs> And uh, we've got a powerful centre-forward who goes by the name of Mark Hately. Heading his way into the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Business up top, party at the back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A tremendous haircut. (laughs) Two tremendous haircuts. You're a fan of the double haircut on other people, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Very Wilkins. Greedy scenes. Greedy haircut scenes. Mm. Confused follicles. Mr. Yeah. Barber, I want a greedy haircut. Yeah. Um, and then another. <laughs> he goes in there, asks for a haircut, gets one and goes, can you do me another one? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine this haircut, but on a monk. Yeah. <laughs> Born. Mark Hayley, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Born. Not before his date of birth. Yeah. Born on the 7th of November, 1961. Easy. Six years before the summer of love. Dem summers. Um, His father was a professional footballer, playing for the likes of Aston Villa, Chelsea, Liverpool and Birmingham City. Hmm. A few others in there as well. Um, As a young lad, he spent a couple of summers taking part in pre-season training with Nottingham Forest. And when the young Hately left school, Brian Clough said to him, Young man, go get yourself a job because you'll never be a footballer. Uh, Arm around the shoulder type man. (laughs) Yeah. But he did. Yeah. Proved him wrong. Proved the great man wrong. Um, in 1978, he joined Coventry City at the age of 17 and began his career there. He was at Coventry for a few years. Last season, he finished the club's top goalscorer. Some of the other clubs in the United Kingdom were looking around him. This is when Pompey could still sign players from Port- other clubs. Portsmouth <laughs> made a move. Yeah. Um, which is where he really began um, to get noticed. He, had a, he was only there for a year, but had a good time. Yeah, Bobby Campbell was Portsmouth manager who signed him. Yeah. He's, yeah, he scored all sorts of goals. Scored over 20 goals. M- mainly headers, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, loads of headers. Mainly Mark Hedley. violent headers. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's, a bit, it's a bit before my, uh, my, my time, but he was amazing up front for Pompey. Pompey yeah. were, that season, Pompey were really good up front, but they just leaked goals all over That's the side. Right. <laughs> he scored, I think he might have been one of the division's top scorers, mm. but we still finished it, about 16th. Was it the old division two? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, all, we still finished about 16th, yeah. Mm. But he, I mean... He was decent though. Like he, he, he had a, not only was he really good in the air, he had an absolute leap on him. Yeah, and he had yeah. a great shot as well. He's um, he's not far off what Andy Carroll should aspire to be. Really, Correct. quite similar players. That's right. He's Come a little he, bit more sort of slim line than Carroll, yeah. but he certainly was a, a real talent. I mean, he rose like a cock on I know, yeah, a Pele Viagra tablet. But at that time, like at that time, like the defenders weren't the quickest, and even with a massive frame, he could still exploit that. He still, yeah, no, he, he, was, st- he still outrun players. Yeah, like, oh, he's much routinely. quicker than someone like that. Mm. I, think, I think it's when he, I think under at Pulse was when he started when he broke into the under twenty one. Under twenty ones, yeah, that's right. Um, 
it was uh, I think it was the summer uh, when he finished they were in the European Championships um, and this is a sign of the times back in the in the early 80s because um, that England under 21 side had won the European Championships in 1982 and became the first team to defend the trophy in 1984 and that's where Hayley played a part and he got six goals in the knockout stages and uh, I think he had um, his record eight goals in 10 games. yeah his record for under 21 was excellent he couldn't yeah. stop scoring goals basically. Um, and, and I think his record for Portsmouth was something like 20, 25 in 44 that yeah, season. in all competitions, Ports was signed for about two hundred grand, mm. and they sold him to Milan for a million. They did the very next season. Yeah, he, well, he was called up for the England squad as well, um, and signed by Milan. So um, happy days. Yeah, I mean, Ports was selling a player. Right? Yeah, Ports was selling a player. Ports is it made? But didn't they back they in the day? To, was it Diarra to Real Madrid? Yeah, well, recently they've sold players. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose time. back then it yeah, was outrageous. Yeah, they've got the English Division Two. Yeah, yeah, to Milan. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy if you think about it uh, Fabio Capello was uh, the youth coach at Milan back then and said um, a big powerful forward would be an asset to the Rossoneri um, so he was the man um, he, and as I say he had been called up to the England side wasn't there a rumour they thought he was John Barnes <laughs> I, um, yeah. I, I think those rumours turned out not to be true that's right. every player they signed <laughs> <laughs> well he, yeah what you're referencing Jimmy is uh, when England went to Rio and beat Brazil 2-0 in a friendly Barnes got that amazing goal mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, uh, Haley of course scored a powerful header but can we take a moment to think of England turning up at Brazil and winning 2-0 actually interestingly there because, goes the moment talking about that moment it's, it's forgotten that Haley scored because there's yeah. that famous thing about loads of thuggish moral England um, supporters saying that they didn't support John Barnes's goal, and because Barnes's goal was so incredible, you yeah. do forget that Hately yeah, scored did, a yeah. goal in that. Yeah, because he's he's a weird one because you know he he rarely played in the Premier League. You know, only That's very right. briefly did. He was he was one of those strange England players that sort of played abroad. Yeah, and it, almost like an Owen Hargreaves yeah. type player. The old Division One. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Who Hately? Mm. Yeah, I mean. I mean I think he endeared himself to Milan fans quite early on because he scored the winner in the in the Milan did. derby, didn't he? he did, Another yeah. amazing header. Yeah. He whipped his mullet, <laughs> smacked the boy in the net, and they won two. Made one. a fist out of it and just yeah. punched it in. Mm. That was only about two months after he signed for them. Yeah, he did. It was yeah, great header. Uh, it, it was a Hately header. Hmm. And anybody who's seen Hately <laughs> score a header, you know exactly what I'm talking he's about. He's a foot higher than any other player on the field, <laughs> and the goalkeeper. Yeah. And he's w- bulleting it in. If anyone's watched any of the many uh, Rangers fans uh, <laughs> uh, collected uh, Hately goals on YouTube, yeah. they say stuff like uh, the greatest header of the ball of all time. Yeah. Mark Hately. He's one of the greatest English headers of the ball. I oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one of those videos is set to that Evanescence song as well. Yeah. And oh, every yeah. football video on YouTube or for some reason best. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he enjoyed his time a lot in Milan um, and he said it completely shaped me they used to um, work with me uh, every afternoon for three years on my technique showing me where I should be where to run where not to run and he'd say you know we have play- other players to run there if he was going off course a little bit <laughs> get off the field yeah, and he, sa- yeah he said uh, we're subbing you off why don't you get this <laughs> he said you never taught this in England he said once they finished with me they'd work uh, with Marco Simeone for an hour and he was just 12 Simeone of course would go on to wow. Simone. Uh, Simone sorry yeah, mm. um, who would go on to great things um, for Milan he really loved Capello um, and Capello really loved him he said Capello loved the British mentality that kind of powerful forward you know how things change in, in fact, <laughs> yeah 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 so the press <laughs> he was at Milan for three years and then he was off to Monaco who were managed by Arsene Wenger at the time and he won the league with them 87-88 what league was it? yeah league it's a league <laughs> Thank 
you to uh, Andrew Burley for that uh, Lee Gunn stab. There he goes. Um, he teamed up with Glenn Hoddle um, in League. <laughs> and uh, he was also there for, for three years. And then in 1990, Graham Soonis brought him to Rangers. Soonis tried to sign him a couple of times uh, before that. I think actually Alex Ferguson might have tried to sign him for Aberdeen. I hate the sort of Soonis trying to sign you. <laughs> like the Terminator. Yeah, no, really we, just, we just keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you say, yeah. He, he got his man. Yeah, yeah. Goes, man, much it's easy to, to, uh, to just give in. Yeah, um, when I, when Haley joined Rangers, he had a very successful strike partnership um, with Mo Johnson. Now Mo Johnson and Ali McCoist had a very successful strike partnership, and then Haley came along and broke that up. And of mm. course, uh, Johnson had previously played for Celtic, um, but McCoist was the local heroes. Everybody loved him, but McCoist was the one who was often relegated to the bench. So it was quite a funny one for, for Rangers fans, I think, because Haley played superbly. But then their man McCoyst was on the bench because mm. of this guy, so it was a bit of an odd one. And you know, Hately being English as well probably didn't help matters. But then Hately did say um, that he was worried about this, and, and, and he was he was you know savvy to it. Um, and on the last day of the season, when Aberdeen visited Ibrox, they just needed a point to pit range to the title. Hesky Hately uh, popped up with two <laughs> goals um, to win the league for Rangers again. The first one, one of those trademark headers, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they won the league. And then Mo Johnson would leave Rangers, and Hately McCoy teamed up to, to form a very fruitful partnership. Indeed, uh, you don't often get Rangers players described as a fruitful partnership. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was 28 Hately by this point, and uh, really played some of the best football of his career. Powerful, pacey, and lethal. Mm. Just three adjectives. Mm. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was funny because obviously, growing up in Scotland, I very much remember him, and he just scared the living daylights out of defenders. Mm. When he would take to the pitch, you could see the defenders were like, oh crap, here he comes. Mm. It, was, it was ridiculous. The, the, the psychological effect of Hayley was, was enough almost. It was like we're bigger and quicker than everyone else. <laughs> <in his way. laughs> yeah. I think it's because the dice are so loaded in Scotland with Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. I mean, these players are of better ability than most of the opponents they but, play. But yeah, at yeah. the time, there you go. So oh, Aberdeen just needed a point. Yeah, no, fair Sorry, enough. So, yeah. But yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he had a great time up in Rangers. And, uh, up at Rangers, and he, he understood the rivalry with Celtic very early on. He got the, the, the culture at the club and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, became a fan's favourite. Um, he won like five, cons- five consecutive leagues, didn't he? With he them? did, yeah. He suffered actually quite a few injuries. Throughout his career, um, uh, uh, well, throughout his career, and then at Rangers as well, and, and some suggest, including himself, that um, it was one of the reasons why he didn't receive more than his 32 England caps. He said, "I probably missed out on 40 games for England." Might be a little bit generous there. Well, the thing is about him is that he also that is possibly the case, but his goal scoring record internationally wasn't brilliant. It wasn't way. brilliant, and also Beardsley and Lineker. Yeah, yeah, of course, of yeah. course. But um, I, I mean, dare I suggest he was kind of. The pre-runner to Alan Shearer, if you know what I mean. Powerful centre-forward, good mm. in the air. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair shot. Um, surely he's just sort of the, the latest in a long line of players like that. Though. True. But I think it's a shame you know, for Haley. Your loft houses. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's a shame for Haley because he was a superb forward. And um, great to watch as well. Well, 30 odd England caps, so it's not too bad. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Especially given the players, that, you know, at the disposal at the time. And they didn't yeah. necessarily give them away like they did, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they do now. Um, but he, he, I think he finished playing with England in 92, whereas 92 93 was a great season for him and Rangers. They won the domestic treble, came so close to reaching the European Cup final, and on the way they beat Leeds United in, in the Battle of Britain. He scored an absolute beauty. Uh, uh, Ellen Road um, England England were shocking around 92 exactly yeah. so, you know, I wonder why he didn't um, yeah why he didn't do more indeed um, 
he uh, he got the equaliser uh, against Marseille at Ibrox and then was sent off against Club Bruges in, in that funny little grouping for the semi-finals of the European yeah. Cup and he was sent off and I think he was banned for three matches it was a straight red and possibly a bit harsh and had he not have been sent off and, and, and UEFA been so harsh with, with a three-match ban? You never they, know. They um, could have found themselves in the European Cup final and had Marseille not bribed CSK Moscow as well. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Hayley said that he was offered money by yeah. um, a French speaker <laughs> yeah. um, not to play against Marseille. But then he missed it through suspension anyway. So it was like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's like, that's, that still counts. <laughs> that still counts. <laughs> <laughs> give me the money. Give me the money. If I'm not allowed to play, you may as well just give me the money. <laughs> just for the record, he was not a match fixer. <laughs> <laughs> this is his profile. Oh, he, he was a goal a fixer. <laughs> yes, Hitley's gonna hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah. Uh, he left Rangers in '95, having won um, five consecutive league titles. Moved to QPR. Didn't have the best of times there. Went on um, loan to Leeds. Didn't quite do. Um, didn't do so well there. But he was 34 at this stage and then he sensationally returned to Ibrox in 97 when Rangers had all sorts of injury worries <laughs> and all the rest of it and uh, he got sent off against Celtic he got sent off at Celtic Park um, <laughs> I, th- I think he was on the field when Rangers scored so he did have a, a celebratory yeah, but I love the idea of them signing him back for that game and being like is the big man psychologically? Yeah. This is a brilliant move. It was yeah. Yeah. Oh, headbutt. Was, yeah. it head, was it headbutt? I think it was headbutt. It was a soft headbutt. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was lethal with that head. <laughs> yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah, for him, you know, for most, for him, it's a soft. Yeah, headbutt. true, for, true. For most, you know, humans. Yeah. The other guy's it's head ended up. Goal. The, the other guy's yeah. head ended up in the goal. <laughs> his head became his butt. It's just what I do. It's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. Yeah, I think he only played four games for, for Rangers on, on the comeback. But it, again, I was up there at the time and it was incredible to see him back. Every, everyone was like, oh, here he comes. Bigger Tiller's back. <laughs> um, uh, and then and the Rangers clinched their ninth successive league title win um, that year. And then after Rangers, he went to Hull as player manager. Had a bit of a shocker there, to be honest. Um, but that was really his last uh, notable uh, contribution to the game. And he's um, working in the media. Didn't he, got ML- didn't he got the MLS? Didn't he play for the Detroit Express? That was well, I think that was early on. Yeah. Very, very early. Oh, right, that okay. would have been Nazel as well, wouldn't it? Was it Lone Booth, yeah. Was it Nazel? Well, no, yeah, yeah, Nazel, yeah, it was Nazel. Because yeah. yeah. Jimmy, Hill, was, yeah. Jimmy Hill caught on that team. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Weird, marvelous. Um, of course, his son currently plays um, in, in Tom Haley, yeah. yeah, yeah. Born in Monaco as well, so you know, could play with France. You're listening, classy. Um, listening but yeah, to I, I love it. He's a great example of what we've come to know as an English centre forward and um, in that sort of lineage of that type of player, and one of the finest headers, headerers of the ball <laughs> that you are like Hederinos. And uh, Mark Haley comes into the defense. <laughs> I have a poppy one for you there. Happy with that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even choose this one either. You, did. <laughs> you, forgot, you, forgot, you forgot about his amazing uh, spell as a manager of Hull City. No, I just <laughs> crossed over that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's his profile, come yeah. on. <laughs> um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Football Ramble. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. And uh, the website is thefootballramble.com. Yes, and we've also got a lovely cashmere wool uh, football scarf to give away. It's courtesy of our friends at Savile Rogue. They sent us a few and said, do you want to give one away on the show? And I said, yeah, why not? So um, if you drop us an email to show at thefootballramble.com and say why you deserve one, we'll go from there. Cheers. And I can, I can highly recommend them. It's been road tested. I was up in Newcastle at the weekend. I saw us, uh, you know, just clinch a, 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 an uneasy 2-1, let's say. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was wearing the Savile Rogue scarf as, we, uh, as I witnessed Tim Krull making an amazing save, etc., etc. So, yeah, road tested by Donaldson, the Savile <laughs> yeah, Rogue scarf. That's all the endorsement excellent. you need. Marvellous stuff. Right, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me, my beautiful burgers.
You pulled what? out of that halfway through, yeah. mate. Never, always commit. <laughs> commit, <laughs> commit. Yeah. Do a hately. Au revoir, my beef burgers. You never beef say burgers. a skateboarder, not do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you've done now exactly <laughs> Jesus. Oh, when the fish follow the troll, (laughs) lure. Oh, God, no. Shit. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.